0: I had to clear everything out. I cleared old relationships, old friendships, old boyfriends, um, old situations because I needed to start feeling my feelings to recognize what happiness, genuine happiness. My soul singing that, that, that goofy stuff
1: that you feel. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to your lovely intuition podcast. I'm your host. Riley June, intuitive medium and spiritual mentor. Thank you for sharing your time and energy with me today as I take you on the journey of understanding and connecting with your intuition, your soul, the voice within, and the guiding forces in life like the universe who is always co-conspiring in your greatest favor. My mission is to give you deeper clarity, understanding, and self-assurance of who you are, why you're here, and what you're Take a deep breath in, release, and let's dive into all things intuition now. Lovelies, I hope you're having a wonderful Monday. So, this week I have a little something different for you. I am interviewing the beautiful Saqqara Alexis, and she is a um, psychic medium, she is a quantum healer, she has these beautiful beautiful stories that she is going to be sharing with you and really painting the perspective from another point of view of why your intuition and connecting to source divine god angels guides whatever you resonate with is so truly important on your life path this story and the stories that she is going to be sharing with you are so beautifully profound that She looks at her experience through her life thus far and really just truly sees the beauty in it and a lot of it being because she found her own means, she found her own voice, she found this path and this passion that was always in there, was always within her. And she really just lays out the experience that she had. And it is so beautiful. I'm so excited to share you with all of her and so grateful to have had her here to share all of this with us. Um, She is a new friend and I look forward to all that we are going to create and experience together in this future. But Take a moment and get ready to listen because you are going to be blown away. She is so beautiful and oh, I just can't wait. All right. Are you ready? Here we go. All right, so thank you so much. Can you please say your name for me so that I say it correctly?: It is Sakara Alexis. Oh, beautiful. Well, Sakara, thank you so much for sharing your time and your energy with me and all of us today who are going to listen to this. Um, I'm so grateful to have another medium here where we can share our gifts and we can just chat about energy and magic because that's truly what life is all about, isn't it? It really is. Yes. That is so awesome. So, um, first and foremost, I want to kind of just do some questions for the audience to get to know you, to hear your story, okay. and really just feel familiar with you. So if you can just start by letting us know who you are and where you are from. Um, I'm Sakara Alexis, prophet of infinite love. I'm also a
0: quantum activation coach and I hail from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, even though I haven't been there most of my adult life. <laughs> I have the wandering bug. My soul loves traveling. Mm-hmm. So when I became homeless, it was actually part of my soul work. It's just I didn't expect to be homeless. So at first 10 years in the military, then years, I had 10 years at a desk job, and then the last seven years homeless. And then now I'm settled into you know my next phase of my spiritual journey.
1: I love that. That is such a beautiful um, journey, really, that you have gone through with all these different lives that you have already lived within this one. Yes, and I it
0: just amazes me that I've done it because I wasn't expecting it. I had no desire to do it. I expected to be in the military for my whole adult life. That's what I always wanted, and um, my body said no. And that was literally that 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 moment where your path is changed even though you don't want it to change other things are at work and my body broke down Um, i was discharged and i was lost for good 10 years and when i found myself again i realized i really didn't want to be a soldier per se i wanted to protect other people's rights to be themselves i wanted to be a peace upholder and allow people to just to flourish in and of themselves so it was very different paradigm in my mind that I thought I wanted as opposed to what I really needed to be
1: doing wow that's beautiful and for you were you did you grow up with any sort of kind of like religious segmentations or some sort of like belief background
0: yes and they competed horribly in my head my mother um is Muslim my my foster mother who um my mother had me at a very young age, and she needed help, so she actually found me a foster mother. She was Baptist. So my early years, I went to Baptist church Friday and Sunday. Um, I was in the choir because I loved singing, and but I had a resistance to it. And I thought it was just a normal child. you know. I don't want to be in church. I want to be outside playing. <laughs> but it carried over until my teen years. And then when, when my mother tried to indoctrinate me into the Muslim faith, I went. I rebelled completely and utterly I was like I am not going there <laughs> you were in- it was just such a shock to see the elderly women the spiritual fun of them ha- being in the front rows and um it was a joy to see them mm-hmm. then I went to the mosque and it was quiet and solemn and the women were in the back and for me I'm like I don't sit in the back <laughs> when I become an elder I sit in the front <laughs> And for me, my my brain could not um, deal with the the, the distance between both of them. And because parents don't necessarily talk to their children about religion, I didn't know why I was resistant. And that completely sent me into Ouija boards, candle magic, dream interpretation. And I I honestly think that's where I was supposed to be anyway. Wow. Um, Because those things came so natural to me. And I, I greatly enjoyed the the mysticism of it
1: all. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so beautiful. And how do you find that growing up in, in two completely different cultural beliefs and then branching out mm-hmm. to not only kind of find yourself through life, but then really, truly find your own voice and your own belief? How did you find that you were able to be able to transition to really listen to that and lean into that?
0: It was a hard transition. I resisted. I came through kicking and screaming. It was my midlife crisis that turned into my spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. Archangel Michael has spoken to me multiple times in my life. I just didn't know that's who it was <laughs> until um, I, my job was trying to push me out. They didn't like how I conducted myself. And I felt it It was the first strong Um, empath ability that i recognized that something more was going on that i didn't understand and that whole year was my midlife crisis and then the voice in my head was like you're not who you think you are and i'm like i can't deal with you right (laughs) now i I need my job i need my job i need my car i need my apartment Um, but that's not the path and it was breaking it took a year to break me down Um, I'm incredibly stubborn. I'm incredibly resilient. And those things work for me or can work against me. And it took a lot to push, to to get me to crack and reveal what I actually wanted. And I wanted to be happy. And I thought that was something nobody could have. You're not here to be happy. (laughs) Um, And when I decided I wanted to be happy, it was the next step, quit your job. And I'm like, mm. I don't have a safety net. <laughs> There's nothing there. But the desire to be happy overruled the the fear of no safety net, no job, no friend support, no nothing. I was in the, t- all, I, all I can say is the two things I had I had learned to trust was me and Source. Everybody else, I couldn't trust them the way I thought I could because they were, they weren't there for me like that. That wasn't their purpose.
1: Yeah. Wow. That is profound. That is so beautiful. So did I answer the question?
0: (laughs) I'm not sure if I answered it. Yes.
1: Yeah, you did. Definitely. Um, Yeah. My biggest thing that I found was that in branching away from, so I grew up with um, grandparents who were very much involved in in Christianity and and not to a degree where it was like really how they dictated their lives. Like I feel like, for my parents, it was, but my parents didn't really push it onto us in any particular way. And I kind of had this background and belief, but then I found that really going through my experience with my husband, he had um, open heart surgery four times in two years. And my son had open heart surgery at four months old, that that was like my way of finding God divine and source. And for me, my biggest thing was being mm-hmm. able to trust, trust the voices in my head, trust the nudges that I was feeling, feeling the experiences, the sensations.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I found that it was a very difficult thing for me to get to that point where I could fully trust in it. And then obviously, once you do, you start to open up to this channel of so much more purpose mm-hmm. and fulfillment and happiness. So for you, it's yes. such a beautiful story, a, truly a testament to how happiness is something that we solely achieve each individually as we are meant to, not as, you know, it has been projected and created for us to, to be experienced. Yes.
0: Yeah. And the most the painful thing, I think it was when I told my mom, because we had been separated, because I, I had to cut everybody from my life um, in order to figure out who I was, because I couldn't figure it out because as an empath, I'm me and them too. So if they had the stronger emotion or the stronger vibration, I didn't know who I was in that, that time period. And when we met, um, I said, you know, I want to be happy. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of feeling like I'm suicidal. I'm tired of feeling like life is against me. And I just was dealt a bad hand. And her, her response was, is you're not supposed to be happy. And that made me realize that that, that's a powerful paradigm to move out of, that even though my mother said she respected the woman that I became, she didn't necessarily respect the decision that it's okay to be happy because that challenged what she believed. Mm -hmm. And I was completely at peace with that because I knew we weren't on the same path. I I knew we had, we had diverged many years ago, but I refused. I refused to disconnect from my mother Mm -hmm. and that, that actually came back to hurt me, but grow me in different ways.
1: Wow. That is so beautiful. And I love how you paint that picture because so many people, whenever they're wanting to do something new, whether it just be an everyday choice, a belief, a different thing, changing careers, learning something new, they get very caught up in what other people will see of them or how they will feel or how they will project. And a lot of us are very empathic and we don't know how to navigate between our own decisions and how we are now feeling what other people are feeling towards Mm -hmm. us. So for you, yes. how did you find when you started to dissociate from other people in your life and their feelings and their opinions and perspectives of you, of you when you were finally taking those steps to move away to cut those cords, what was your biggest um, hurdle to really climb over with that?
0: My emotions, I was not connected to them like I was, I should have been. Um, I'm going to talk about, you know, the stereotypes. So I was raised to believe in being a strong black woman. You can't show weakness. (laughs) You have to be, you have to be strong. You have to take care of business. You have to do all this stuff that you don't necessarily want to do by yourself, but you're going to do it. And then I was in the military. So I'm surrounded by men who are also not in touch with their emotions either. So Mm. when I had meltdowns because I was just so stressed out and I didn't know how to, handle my emotions i'd be in full-blown tears in front of these grown men and they didn't know what to do with me they had no idea what to do with me um and finally i got to the point during that midlife crisis is it's okay to cry it's okay to feel your emotions it's okay to feel all these things that you've been bottling it bottling up pushing down suppressing it's why you're mad but you don't allow yourself to be mad because there's too many things I need to be done. You need to go handle this. You need to go fix that. You need to go pick up after other people. You need to take care of them. And I always felt like as an empath, I, I'm here to support, absolutely. But I needed to support myself first. Mm. And that was getting in touch to my emotions, putting names to the feelings I was having, and then realizing that some people in my life, that they were in so much pain, I couldn't help them because I couldn't help myself. And I had to clear everything out. I cleared old relationships, old friendships, old boyfriends, um, old situations, because I needed to start feeling my feelings mm. to recognize what happiness, genuine happiness, my soul singing, that, that, that goofy stuff that you feel. <laughs> my, when I'm happy, my feet kick. <laughs> it, it, it's hilarious. I feel like a five-year-old, and I love that feeling because that's how I know I'm genuinely happy. My feet start kicking. I giggle. And I'm like, this is it. This, This is my version of what happiness feels like. So how do I incorporate that into my whole life? And that meant things had to go. People had to go. Situations had to go thoughts about how I feel about my feelings had to go. Wow.
1: That is amazing. That is amazing. And how did you find that taking responsibility for yourself um, really helped others see you in a different way once you really stepped into more of your purpose and your passion and your path?
0: I get a constant feedback of everybody's like, you're such a nice person. And I'm thinking, am I? <laughs> and I was like, am I actually a nice person? I'm like, I know I'm kind. I know I have boundaries. I know what I will and I won't allow. And then I realized, It's happening too much that it, it means I am kind. It it means I am a good person. It means I do bring light and life to other people's life because I'm not carrying around my baggage. Mm -hmm. I'm not carrying around those things that stopped me from being authentically me. Yeah. Um, But it also meant my friends couldn't accept that because that's not who they originally met. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's, there's still some resistance, but it's not as much as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's just very different. And I love how different it is.
1: Yeah, that's so amazing. And how have you found, like, what's your experience with, like, divine intervention? So the right person coming in at the right time, saying the right thing, helping you find something, how has that unfolded for you? <laughs> All the time. I um, love it
0: being homeless should have been one of the most traumatic things a person can go through because if we look at the news if we look at the statistics it's a very bad situation and it is Mm
1: -hmm. for
0: me it wasn't like that at all it it was completely different people would show up um, I had two different gentlemen show up and protect my van while I was living in it they knew I was homeless they were like are you are you okay (laughs) Do you need anything? (laughs) Um, I've had women show up, come and stay with me for a couple of days. Um, I've had people help me jump my vehicle, pay for gas, um, pay for a hotel room. I I mean, when you allow people to show up to help, they come. And you just have to realize that sometimes they can only show up in a limited way, but it's enough to move you to that next stage. Absolutely. It, it, it's it been an amazing experience to see. Um, I disagree when they say God does everything because yes, but it's the person that shows up. It's the God or goddess in them that showed up for me. So yes. I, I'm always grateful to them and I always tell them how grateful that I am because it's just, to me, there's, there's often good in people. We just need to allow them to express it in the way that they can do it.
1: I absolutely agree. Wow. That is, that is so true in so many different levels and layers, because even with Mm -hmm. my clients, it's what I teach them is when you step out of your own way, when you're willing to release the things, the people, the places, the circumstances, the beliefs that are no longer like serving you, no matter how Mm -hmm. difficult they are, things can unfold in so many more magical ways than you could ever possibly believed or anticipated. And that is so perfect.
0: I'm good at strategizing. I'm good at planning. I'm good at masterminding, but I'm not that good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had to learn that. I'm not that good. And when I stop trying to control my environment, my environment can show up to help me go where I need to be. Um, I find amazing friends and people in the strangest places that had I not gone through everything that I've gone through. I wouldn't have met them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that so the truth? I love that. What inspires you to wake up every day and use your gifts? Um, Because everybody needs to be loved.
0: Hmm. One, of, and this is where I cry, because I see the past me and and I feel how source feels me. My my thing was is I didn't feel I was worthy of my mother's love. I could just put that in layman's terms as a child. Uh, so I overperformed. I tried to be a good daughter. The problem was I didn't know what a good daughter meant. I didn't know what that looked like. I had no idea how to show up for my mother to get that love that I felt was mine. So, of course, I made all the bad decisions as a young adult, choosing the wrong men, choosing the wrong um, uh, friends and girlfriends and all that to the point where when I got on my spiritual path, the first lesson I was told to learn was 21 days of selfishness. And I'm like, people don't like being selfish. That's very adult. <laughs> nobody likes that. Um, and for me, that was before uh, what was it? Lisa Nichols talked about your, 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 um, your cup being full. So mm-hmm. I didn't hear that. Uh, so I had to learn it for myself that it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to take care of myself. It's okay to put the focus on myself so I can fix everything <laughs> that I, I knew what kept me out of alignment for me. And four years ago, when I took ayahuasca, it removed my ego. It helped mm-hmm. my um, clear abilities just become unlocked and blown open. And that's when a week, almost literally a week to 10 days later, I was homeless after that. And I was living in the back of a van, which I was told before I was living in the van is you're going to be living in the van. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not living in the van. It's not that. I'm not going to be without a home.
1: Yeah. I was without a home. (laughs)
0: and in the back of the van I was just like you're a failure you can't do anything right I was beating the crap out of myself and I was like okay let's just stop that and then go within and so I started meditating and I went within and the voice kept saying you're doing good you're doing good keep it up and I felt this sense of quiet within me it was quiet and it was peaceful and it was just a beautiful place to be so I'm trying to settle in it And the boy says, you're doing great. You're doing good. Keep going. And I'm like, will you just shut up? I'm trying to figure this out because, because by this time when my abilities open up, I have ghosts visiting me. I have angels visiting me, not just Archangel Michael, but I have other entities that are just like, Hey, how are you doing? Um, Can we talk a little bit? I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, okay, I told you guys boundaries when I'm trying to settle myself, I need you to leave me alone. So I quit. I did the next night. Same thing. I I get quiet within myself. I go within and the voice is like, you're doing wonderful. Keep it up. And then I thought, who are you? And all I got was a sense of love. It was just like, there were no words to it. It was just a feeling of being poured into of this pure love that, I was never broken. I was never wrong. There was nothing to be shameful of. I was always and always will be loved. And that's what I was wanting from my mother. But Mm -hmm. she could give it to me because she was having her own things. And I'm often saying that if you want to be loved for completely and utterly who you are, you have to go within because source already has it for you. It's never, it's unshakable. There's nothing to negotiate about how much love Source has for itself, and you are part of itself. Oh, you aren't broken. So you're just having an experience. Everything is okay. Just breathe <laughs> and just in that sense of love and fulfillment. I'm like, everybody needs to know that. I can't give it to everybody, <laughs> but like, you're absolutely in beyond anything you can grasp loved and everything is okay
1: uh, i could listen to you talk all day i love this is so beautiful and it's so true that was the big like i feel like society conditions us to feel inadequate in some way shape or form no matter who yeah. or what your parents are or how they raised you or whatever the case might be because the smaller that you feel the less that you expand and once you start to expand, that's really where the magic comes in. So that's so beautifully solid like, yes. going within to find that love and the love that is already there. Because once you connect with it, once you feel it, once you believe and understand in it, it's like you're now your options are limitless. You have direction, guidance, and corners it that really you never does. Even
0: yes. And I understood what the what they meant by the vessel in the in the Bible because i I felt like a vessel mm-hmm. um, all my nooks and crannies just healed and disappeared and they weren't there anymore so the illusion of being broken was gone the, um, the illusion that I wasn't worthy of love was gone um, the next step is deciding is 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 following the path so if I'm already worthy what does that look like how mm-hmm. do I express myself how, how does a being that loves and loves to love others live. So that's pretty much my path is how do you love people who aren't certain about, they want to be loved or do they want to be loved by you? Do they think they worthy of love and all those questions that prevent them from being able to receive. So that's kind of where I'm at, that question. How do you love others the way they need to be loved? Oh, I love that.
1: I love that. Ah. That is so incredible. And would you encourage others to learn their own psychic abilities? Absolutely. <laughs> um that's how Source speaks to us.
0: It's it's through our abilities. Um, it's it's not just intuition, it's that um the clear hearing, the clear speaking. It, it sometimes I'll say things I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. wasn't me. It came out of my mouth, but that wasn't me. Um it's um I think it's important because that's our direct connection that lets us know that we are already connected to the divine just through that ability itself
1: I love that and that, yeah I hundred percent agree that it's it's there to guide us it
0: yeah it's there to guide us it's not meant to control us it's not um, to dictate what it wants from us. It wants us to experience our lives, but we get to make those choices in those moments so we can choose to listen or not listen. Um, I've actually challenged my intuition to the point where I'm like, Nope, I'm not going to listen. I want to <laughs> see what happens. And from, <laughs> yeah. but I'm safe. Yeah. You're safe. Yeah. It's actually okay to challenge that. And I've had those points. Where I'm like, Ooh, I wish I had listened. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got it. I don't yeah. want that consequence anymore. But the yeah. consequences weren't such that it, it was like feeling like you're being punished. I didn't feel punished by the consequences. It, it, I felt like, ah, there's, that's where wisdom grows from. Make a you decide to test something out. You realize it's a mistake. Okay. I'm not going to do that again.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: And I think we need to clear ourselves out for that. We need to remove those thoughts that we believe that, um, that we're going to be punished. Now, if you do something legitimately wrong, of course, there's something that's going to be balanced off. It's, it has to be balanced out because you are an infinite being. You you knew it was a bad thing to do. Yeah. Um, when you're on your spiritual path, those extreme things, don't are, are non-negotiable, or those are not what you want to do for yourself. And because you're, you're not going to do those extreme wrongs you want, you can, and now we have that safe space. Soren's is showing me a crib because I keep seeing your little ones right in the back It's just like in the crib, you are safe to make all the mistakes you, 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 you can make. If you choose to climb out that crib, you might get hurt. There are more things that'll happen because that safe space is no longer there for you. That was provided for you to be able to learn and grow. So if you climb back in the crib and then explore yourself, test your boundaries, when you are now ready to up-level and actually leave the crib, you have a better understanding of who you are. You have better understanding the consequences and the results of your actions, and you're going to be more discerning and deliberate.
1: what you do absolutely and that's such a good point to make too because a lot of people especially especially those who aren't conscious of their energy or their thoughts or their their connection they have a hard time with making decisions first and foremost because they feel like there's a wrong one when just like you say there isn't a wrong decision Mm -hmm. it's just an opportunity for you to learn something more about yourself and sometimes we're not meant to get that clear download like hey don't go left go right Right. Because we're we need mm-hmm. to learn and process and understand that thing that we are about to take on and know all angles and corners of it to be able to move forward.
0: Yes. Yes. And you can't have that before you're ready for it. You just have to learn in the process and not jump before you're ready.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really accepting things along the way. That yes. Is- so beautiful. What advice would you offer someone who is just learning to tap in? Hmm.
0: Source says don't go in with your eyes closed and your arms open. Hmm. And what that means is, is everything outside of you is telling you something. And you need to realize that whatever is going within it's going to show up in your environment and you need to not be blinded to those things and welcome them too easily. Mm. So it's just a balance of being wise in all of your decisions. And that means you're going to fail a lot.
1: Yeah. I hear curious. And it's okay. Yeah.
0: And I I think being curious is very important.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, It's just having that balance of you still need that childlike curiosity, but you also need that elder wisdom. You need to be able to move through both of them. And the only way to do that is through experience. It's through trial and error. It's through tripping and falling on your face. Yeah. Um, It's the trust and faith is learned in the process.
1: Yeah. That, now yeah. I'm
0: to the point where I listened to my intuition. I was ordering food. And I was listening to my intuition and my body's like, but I want that one over there. And my intuition is like, you don't want that one right over there. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm just going to listen to the both of you. And I'm so sorry. A call came through. I thought I blocked it. That's okay. um, I said, I said, I'm going. I'm just going to listen to both of you because I don't, I can't make a decision right now because I know what my intuition says, I know what my body says, and I, I should not have done it. <laughs> I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> um, and I was mad too. I was, I was really mad. But it was safe. It was all right. And I got, I get to laugh afterwards because I'm like, body, we need to really listen to the intuition yeah. because. The, the intuition, the higher me saw what was in that food that I shouldn't have done <laughs> but I couldn't see it and then I was caught between wanting to honor my intuition and wanting to honor my body at the same time because I knew that my body loves vegetables. My body loves meat and vegetables. Keto is like the thing for me. Hmm. Um, but what that store was showing was what I should not have purchased. That was not for me. And I got mad. I, I I I vented to a friend, and she was like laughing at me. She's like, "I wouldn't have wanted that either." I was like, "But I didn't know what to do." But it was all right. It yeah. it didn't harm me. It it was a lesson that you know I got to learn, and actually use it as an example in other aspects of my life. Why you should listen to your intuition. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Your The infinite you sees way more than what you are going to see. And that's just all there is to it. I'm only supposed to see as much as I need to see. Um, Intuition is to help with the other part.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, so perfect. um okay so I have one more beautiful question for you and then I'll allow and then you can okay. share with everyone how they can find you where they can reach out to you if they feel called to connect with you further so um my last question for you is if you had one moment to speak love into someone's heart who was going through something they couldn't see the beauty in themselves for what would you say to them
0: Everything in creation is beautiful. The divine doesn't mute itself. It speaks to you, whether it's a flower, whether it's a sunset, whether it's a moon, whether it's a dog running up to you. You need to realize that the creation of you is the most beautiful, beautifulest thing the divine could do for you. To show you that you are unique in who you are and your abilities. And when you start to express those things that are unique about you, no one can compare.
1: Oh, that is so good. That is so good. No one can compare to you. We all have our own lessons. Oh, that is so good. Oh, I love that so much. You have such a beautiful heart. Very expensive Thank energy. <laughs> awesome. Well, can you share with the audience how they can get a hold of you, where they can connect with you? Um, just follow me on Facebook, my
0: personal page, Prophet of Infinite Love. That's pretty much where I hang out. I'm eventually gonna expand to Instagram and maybe TikTok, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just following my intuition because Both of those are beautiful platforms, but as of right now, I am solid on Facebook.
1: Awesome. Beautiful. All right. So you guys go and check her out because she has a beautiful energy and I know that you are going to enjoy it just as much as you have for this interview. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so grateful to share you and your love and your light with everyone in mine. And yeah. I just hope you have an absolutely wonderful, beautiful, abundant day. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I truly hope you enjoyed her as much as I did. She is such a beautiful, magical soul. And her links will be in the show notes if you feel called to go and check her out, which I highly encourage and recommend that you do. She is so magical. Before we end this episode, I just wanted to let you know about this month's online expansion workshop. It is going to be all about activating and embodying the sacral chakra. So we're going to be activating our pleasure center, our creativity, our emotions, so that we can really work with embodying our higher self. And the beautiful thing about this is if you have missed The last month's expansion workshop, it is available on my site for you to be able to learn to tap into and connect your higher self because this month with embodiment, we are going to be taking in that energy of your higher self to really be able to step into her ways. And the beautiful thing about each month's expansion online workshop is that it is only $13.33 to join. A beautiful way for you to learn to tap in and expand your energy every single month in a new way. If you are feeling called to check it out, you can do so at rileyjune.ca forward slash workshop, and I will see you there on the 26th at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I hope you have an absolutely magical and wonderful week, sending you so much love. Take care. you for spending your time with me in this week's episode. I would love and appreciate it so much if you could share this with one person that you truly feel could take away something great and divine. It is my absolute promise to always bring you the best of value, the deepest connections, and the insight and golden nuggets for you to be able to take away in your day. Reviews are always welcomed, and if you'd like to connect further with me, you can check me out on Instagram at Riley June, R Y L E E, June as in the month, or at RileyJune.ca. Either way, I love and appreciate you and your time today, sending you off in love and light.